Reddit did to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, July 8th. We've got another great show for you guys like always. Before we do even start talking about this show, if you haven't yet, go check out. We just released a Voltels with Chris Lofton, VFL legend, um, played basketball at Tennessee from 2004 to 2008. Great interview, great guy. Appreciate him hopping on with us. If you haven't checked it out, it's on Facebook and YouTube and uh, Instagram as well. So plenty of places you can find that. Make sure you go check that out. Yeah, that was really cool to, to get to talk to him about his experiences um, and different stuff, kind of his story of how he got to Tennessee. That was really cool to, to talk to somebody you kind of idolized growing up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, you can find all of our content uh, from every episode, for every Volatiles, whatever, on YouTube and Facebook. Make sure you like and go ahead and retweet this, share this wherever you're at, Facebook or Twitter. Go ahead and do that. Also, follow us on, on Twitter, at more underscore issues. You can follow me, at Caleb underscore TN, Landon's uh, Lambo underscore Raby 10. So make sure you can you can get all that and uh, see all of our content daily, as well as Volunteer Roadshow and all the content on Volunteer Roadshow. New shows coming to Volunteer Roadshow, so make sure you're following along and looking out for those. It's happening. Like I said, we have a wonderful show we're talking about. We're previewing Missouri, continuing our opponent preview. Uh, this time, fourth, fifth game on the schedule. Uh, Missouri comes to Knoxville this time around early in the season. This is typically the Georgia. It's weird. Yeah, it is. It's going to be weird. I'm, it, I don't know if I'm happy about it or nervous about it. Because, I mean, this Missouri team's not very good, but are they normally playing better at the beginning of the year? I, I think so. This is also a different coach, though. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I like it better than Georgia. I know that. So oh, yeah. I'll definitely take it. 100%. I'll definitely take it. We're going to talk about Jeremy Pruitt and the turnaround he's had with his his sort of, I mean, it, all, all of it's his, I guess, defensive unit, uh, what he's done since arriving on campus in 2018. We're also going to talk about some recruit recruiting, some addressing those needs, what Tennessee will need uh, going forward. We, we've also got, we're going to talk about high school and, and probably some college football as well because there was some college football news released today that could maybe impact how others make decisions. Uh, regarding COVID. And then we've got, uh, if you've got any questions, drop them, drop them in the chat. I'm hopping on Twitter right now. I am on uh, YouTube and Landon's on Facebook. Drop us any questions. If we don't answer them right away, hang on. We will get to them. I promise. So just hang on. We will answer them if, if we have an answer. If we don't answer them immediately, we'll get to them. Uh, if we don't, if we don't answer, start berating us with questions. We'll, we'll answer one. Of them, <laughs> yeah, we'll get one. <laughs> uh, then we've got some segments for you guys as well. Before we jump into the show, Landon's got, to tell you about some people who make the show possible. Yeah, go check out our sponsors, Hound Dogs and Tennessee Tap House. Go get your um, Tennessee gear. Go get your your brews. Um, anything you might need. That's all I need on a Saturday is Tennessee gear and, and some brews. Um, obviously, football would be nice too. So right. go go check out both of those. They do a great job of making the show possible. Um, and go hit those like buttons. Go hit the like. Share this out a little bit. Um, give us some some hearts. Let's see if you can get the most hearts to us. <laughs> Let's do that. Who loves me the most? Um, you might get a shout out if you uh, give me the most hearts. How about that? There you go. They have to be directly for Landon. You have to specify there for Landon. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get right into it then. It's a it's a quick it. pre-show there. Uh, Missouri. I don't know what they're going to look like. I honestly don't. Obviously, uh, Barry Odom is no longer the coach. Eli Drinkowitz from – is he Eli? Elijah? 
What, what does he prefer? I'll just say Eli. Eli? Nah, weird dude. Who knows? Eli Drinkwitz, first-year coach from App State. He was successful in his uh, two years at App State, uh, going 13-1 and one, uh, in 2019. That's a good program. I mean, I'm not doubting what he's done. He's also uh, – he he's, was a part of a national championship 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 team at Auburn in 2010. Uh, kind of a Gus – Malzahn follower, I guess, kind of followed him around everywhere. Been to, I think, Central Arkansas with him as well uh, and, and stayed there and then had another short, short stint with him at, at Auburn. Um, but he's a guy that's, a, I think people think he's an offensive genius. I don't know where to stand. He's had no real experience outside of being under Gus Malzahn and then two years at App State. Uh, I think he was offensive coordinator for a, maybe a year at uh, Central Arkansas. Okay. But – that's it. That I guess that's why they're playing Central Arkansas this season. Who is uh, Missouri? Oh, they're playing. They're playing them. Surely that was scheduled before then. Oh yeah, that might be right. I Surely. forgot they do that. Oh, that's the first game. Who do I have written down? Okay, yeah, yeah. And then they play Eastern Michigan as well. Yeah. Okay, that was, that was awesome. I didn't realize they had two cupcake games before. But I, I, I just think this is oh well, three if you count Bandy. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I just think with this Missouri squad, there's a lot of question marks with them. You mentioned the head coach. He's also the offensive coordinator, so no more Derek Dooley. Sad. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be a new quarterback. Kelly Bryant's gone. Yeah, um, and they don't. If you think Tennessee has questions about quarterback, I mean, Missouri has questions about quarterback. Yeah, because Kelly Bryant wasn't great. I mean, I, but you knew who he, you knew Kelly Brown was a starter. They have right. no clue oh, yeah, who the starter right now. It's definitely going to be a quarterback competition, and I think they got a transfer from TCU. Um, TCU, yeah, Sean Robinson, mm-hmm. um, who I don't think played last year. I he, think he redshirted. Either I guess he wasn't eligible. Okay, it's probably what it was. From what all I could I couldn't find exactly. It seems like he transferred to Missouri probably prior Missouri, to last year. Yeah, and had to sit out. Um, but I gotta imagine he's the favorite. He's Probably had the most experience. Uh, he and he had a couple. I think he had like two good games at TCU. Outside of that, not much. But everybody else behind him, um, I think it was uh, uh, Powell Taylor Powell that came in most of the time for Kelly Bryant last year. Was not very successful. And then um, uh, Connor Bazelock tore his ACL. I think. I think he started the last game and tore his ACL. I imagine he's healthy by this point, uh, or at least by the time the season starts. But I don't think that answer who's going to answer who's going to start at quarterback because Eli Drinkwitz hadn't seen any of these guys. There is a freshman, but I don't know if Drinkwitz recruited him. Brady Brady Cook Brody Cook. I don't know if he recruited him or if he was already a part of the mm-hmm. class. I have no idea. So I don't I don't think he necessarily has a comfort level with anybody. I don't think he's going to favor one quarterback over the other. And the two quarterbacks they've seen, one got injured in his first start. The other one was not successful when he played. Yeah. Uh, they, they had a pretty decent defense last year. They didn't really get a lot of turnovers or sacks, um, but I think they were sixth in total defense um, in the conference. They led the nation in um, allowed uh, pass completion percentage. Oh, wow. Yeah, which I was very shocked about because their, their secondary wasn't outstanding. They did have a, a – their best linebacker got injured five, five games in, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get to play, but then his backup kind of came in and did better than they thought he would and uh, was able to make a pretty big impact. So they return. I think they really only lose um, Jordan Elliott is really their only loss defensively. Other than that, everybody else was either nah. yeah, yeah, not not, not, not a factor. Player. Not a factor or they're returning, one right. or the other. And then they have uh, Roundtree returning at running back and uh, Batty returning at running back who are both 
if they can find a court, a decent quarterback and then their offensive line figures something out, because their offensive line is what ultimately probably got Kelly Bryant injured last year. Uh, yeah. Bad offensive line. They probably are going to have a decent offense. Yeah, I think they have to return uh, – or they returned two offensive linemen um, that started last year. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, Roundtree. I, I, he's going to be their premier back. And then Tyler Beatty is kind of their all-purpose, do-it-all kind of guy. He, I think he had like 800 – um, rushing or like 400 rushing and yep. 400 uh, receiving. I think um, he was their eight touchdowns. Their third or fourth leading receiver, and then the, everybody in front of him left though. Okay, so he's gonna right now. He's got to be one of their higher target guys. Mm-hmm. Thinking he's, I think he's caught 80 passes maybe in his career, which is very high um, for a running back, a guy that's uses running back. But they do, uh, they do have. Um, I think it's Jalen Knox, who didn't have a great sophomore year, but had a really good freshman year, mm-hmm. and he's ret- returning for his junior year. But other than that, they did lose a lot of receiver too. Yeah, they they actually got a transfer receiver in uh, Damon Hazelton from Virginia Tech. I think he was All ACC two years ago. Okay, um, so they are trying to add some some guys, and uh, I think they have the fifty seventh recruit best recruiting class coming in. Yeah, they um, were. Okay. Yeah, it's. It's pretty bad, but you you added a, a playmaker and one of the fastest guys we've ever seen, yeah. Um, in in high school and Elijah Young, who you know if Tyler Beatty is getting that much, um, you know attention within the offense, so rushing and receiving, maybe that kick return, um, job is kind of open for for Elijah Young to take over. Maybe after looking at, and I think I don't know if he's expecting a red shirt necessarily but i think after looking at this and i mean if you find like i mean if he's a playmaker in special teams they're gonna play him if he's right. a playmaker on offense they're gonna play him you right. don't set a playmaker for sake of saving a red shirt but uh I, looking at the the group of running backs missouri has and the need they have immediately it's not very high i i mean i think there's a chance he redshirts yeah there is um i mean with i think roundtree's a senior and Beatty mm-hmm. would be a junior yeah i mean they're older they yeah. are older yep so, yeah, that would be probably ideal. I just think with this Missouri team, they don't have a proven quarterback. Oh, that, it's going to be a rough season. And, and not really a, a proven offense. They have, you know, a couple of playmakers like Roundtree and Beatty, but if you're able to, you know, slow them down a little bit, they're going to struggle scoring. Oh, absolutely. And what's what's crazy, too, about this team, they're not supposed they, they shouldn't be good this year. They could be 3-1, and one, potentially 4-0 and oh, coming into this Tennessee game. Yeah, because it's Central Arkansas, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, then Eastern Michigan. South Carolina could—I don't see them losing to Vandy. They're bad, but yeah. I don't see them losing to Vandy. I think South Carolina is probably a game they're looking at. They do travel to South Carolina. That hurts them. South Carolina does have more returning, both offensively and defensively, than Missouri. But I've got to imagine they're looking at that as a swing game. I've got—I think they're probably looking at Tennessee. Tennessee is a swing game just because there are a lot of uh, a lot of unknowns for Tennessee. Yeah, maybe start, not concerns, but unknowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guys are gonna have to step up um, and replace the production that um, some of those seniors had last year. Um, but with the South Carolina game, at least you get to see them play like a decent defense. You know, most yeah. champs are gonna have a decent defense, so um, you at least get to see kind of what they're about right um, before Tennessee plays them. So we'll it, see. It definitely looks good for Tennessee going into this game. Uh, I think it helps. We we talk about some of those unknowns. The defensive line, it's just it's probably a bigger unknown for Missouri at offensive line. They lost three starters to a line that wasn't good. Yeah, at least second half of the season they weren't good. 
So, so maybe that's a good thing for them. Like they're like, yeah, we have to replace them, but they weren't that good anyway. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> that, 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 I guess that is the, if you're looking at the uh, bright side of that. Uh, and then, and then defensively, they just had they didn't have much of a pass rush. No, I, I think they're dead last in the SEC in sacks and dead last in turnovers. Yeah, they they had almost a non-existent pass rush, which is evident in Tennessee's uh, record-setting game against them later, you know, in November last year. Uh, this is a game you should win. Yeah, T- Tennessee should be on above five hundred after this game, uh, going going into I don't know who we play the week after, um, off the top of my head, but it. Missouri's not a, not going to be a great football team. You get them in Neyland. You you do get to see them against South Carolina. Yes, they get to see you against Oklahoma and Florida at that point. But there's no, I don't think there's any reason. You should have your quarterback situation figured out by now. Oh, yeah. One of the biggest questions on your team. I highly doubt they have it figured out by now. Just Because we're looking at, as Tennessee's, Tennessee's looking at Jared Garantano, a fifth-year senior, um, third-year starter, I guess, or a five-star quarterback. Four-star, depending on who you look at. Yeah. But – Whatever. I feel like the unknown's way less for Tennessee at the quarterback position than, than Missouri. So I, I think you have one team who could have a quarterback, probably should have a quarterback situation figured out, and one that's probably just scraping the surface of it. Yeah. I mean, you look at their they, – they lose Jordan Elliott, um, but they have Nick Bolton, who I think was the guy who came in last year and was all SEC. Yeah, and, was- and he's projected to be a first-round draft pick um, next year. Yeah, so that was the guy who replaced uh, Garrett. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's like your only playmaker on defense is, is Nick Bolton. And if if I'm Jim Chaney and you're not getting a pass rush and you're not able to get turnovers, I mean, I'm licking my chops. I'm like, hey, uh, offensive line, let's go have a freaking field day. I think they and I think they're replacing both of their corners. I don't think they return either of their corners, and I think their safeties are returning. Okay. So I think even I think even then you're looking at a secondary that uh, I don't know what that talent looks behind. Like you know I don't know what the experience looks like that played last year um, that kind of filled in at the twos. But you at least lost your two best guys probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Missouri's probably a, a lower to middle tier SEC team. They probably are better in Vanderbilt, probably better in Arkansas. So that, that's at least two SEC wins they'll probably get. Um, but if you switch out Arkansas and Alabama on their schedule, they pretty much have a Tennessee schedule from last year. It's pretty much identical. They play yeah. BYU, um, and then uh, they play Mississippi State, and then, then of course, um, the rest of the East schedule. Holy man, think about having, think about having to play Mississippi. Like, I would much rather play Mississippi State last year than this year. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, they're going to give you a There's run. a lot of unknowns, but you know that offense is going to be pretty good. They're, you know they're going to score. Especially yeah. they're playing them later in the year. They're going to have some things clicking. They're, they'll have a little bit figured out. They're, I would hate. For a team that doesn't seem to have – they're not going to have the ability to at least score quickly because you're looking at your two best players both being running backs, I would hate to be playing a team that their only goal is to score as fast as they can. Yeah. I mean, the season is – it looks good for Missouri because, like, you get a break after – So you get a break after Kentucky. So before Mississippi State, they have a bye. Where's their other bye? Do they they might not have two buys, or do they have one? Do they have two? I guess that is their only bye. We only have one. Tennessee only has one this year. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's it. But it's it's kind of split up. So they have like South Carolina and Tennessee, and then they have. BYU, and then Georgia, and then Kentucky, Mississippi State, Florida. So, like, 
Tennessee, Florida, and Georgia are kind of all like split up. You don't have to play them back to back to back. They don't have a freaking gauntlet that we have yeah. to go through every year. That's good. They're. I mean, I expect them to finish uh, probably six in the East, though. Yeah. I mean, they're they're probably six and six, seven and five. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, they could finish above South Carolina, but I doubt it. No, I doubt, I doubt it. Too. That that's the only team I, I think it's going to go from bottom to top: Vanderbilt, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky. Yep. So, I agree. Some way, maybe maybe you can mix up uh, Missouri to Kentucky somewhere. I think Kentucky probably finishes above both of those teams, South Carolina, Missouri. But yep, I'm looking my chops for that defense. I mean, Garantano was National Player of the Week. Yeah. Um, so they made him look like a freaking Heisman candidate. Three hundred and something yards that game. Four hundred. Four hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, but that I mean that's what you get when you have Tom though, which is. It's it's incredible. That I mean that's and it helps that you had phenomenal receivers, but you also had a ton of time. Yep, a ton of time. And by that point, I mean he's probably feeling himself running the ball too. He wasn't scared to get out of the ball. Somebody game. said that uh, there was like a pro football focus who just loves Jared Garantano um, put out like some graphic about him leading the team or like his percentage. I don't know. At, like before the his percentage of passing yards before the catch were like way more than anybody else so like basically no one like it was caught and it was down for Jerry Gantana yeah so people were just pointing out oh he didn't have help somebody pointed that out I, he didn't have help I mean I, I wouldn't say he didn't have help I mean Callaway, Juwan Jennings, I mean, they were playmakers. Yeah, they weren't burners. Nah. I mean, they weren't burning people after the – but also, Juwan Jennings um, broke more tackles than anybody. Yeah, also, how many catches were absolutely incredible catches? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Josh Palmer against Auburn in 18 had to go completely horizontal to catch a ball. Well, Dominique <laughs> Wood Anderson would have went 75 yards if you hit him against Florida. Yeah. So <laughs> – he was just helping the stats. Yeah. Of course, pro football focus right now. They might have blocked me on Twitter. I haven't seen anything from them in a while. I need to check that. <laughs> check the stats. Uh, you, ready to go? you ready to go to defense? Defense. Exclusively? Wins championships. <laughs> Always. Always. Um, so, defense under Jeremy Pruitt. So, there was some uh, stats that came about, and I'll read some of them. So, it's a Tennessee staffer, Bill Martin. Um, put out Jeremy Pruitt coached defenses in 30-plus yard plays allowed. Um, 2013 at Florida State, um, he gave up 12. It was second in the FBS. 2014 and 15 with Georgia, they gave up 26 in those two years. It was first in, in the FBS. Uh, 16 and 17 at Alabama, he gave up 34, second in the FBS. And then his two years at Tennessee, 29. Plays of 30-plus yards a second in the FBS during that span. Um, and so in five seasons before Jeremy Pruitt's tenure, UT allowed 137 30-plus yard plays. Yikes. That was 72nd in the FBS during that time frame. Yikes. Yeah, that's not good. That's so, not good. I mean, he's he's doing it with, you know, the, the talent he inherited. Yeah, he inherited. Herod inherited was trash. Yeah, and he did address a lot of those needs immediately, too. Mm-hmm. The two guys I think that probably stand out the most that he addressed in year one would be Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson. Yep. Um, and they were both, I guess, 
could both probably be classified as uh, dominant in the rough type guys where they weren't getting a ton of a ton of looks until Tennessee came along, uh, at least Alante Taylor. And I mean, he's bought, I mean, he is there to develop people. Um, I hope he can start getting consistently getting uh, the type of talent that that matches what his defensive. Yep. Well, both of those guys were four stars, but uh, they were kind of athletes. They played kind of all over the field. It wasn't just like they were coming in as defensive backs. Right. Um, so you kind of had to mold them in, into that. And, you know, just making teams drive the field, just making teams run more plays, that's more um, time for error. You know, that, that's, right. they're, they're more, the more plays they run, the more likely they're able to, to make a mistake and turn the football over. Yeah, and uh, that's one thing that Jeremy Pruitt's kind of had to fix. Uh, at least the first year, in 2018, we could just not create turnovers. Uh, until And it's kind of like, it seemed like the first half of the season we couldn't, and then the back half. I feel like all of them came in the back half of the season. That's, oh, that's when all a lot came of the, against Auburn. Yeah, that's a, when a lot of the turnovers started kind of uh, finally coming to. And then, I mean, even last year, I feel I think we ended up having, I think we ended up having like 11 or 12 takeaways, and it did not feel like that. Mm-hmm. It felt like way less. It, it helped that uh, how many came against uh, several came against UAB, but I mean you got to get takeaways though. You got to get takeaways. That's key. Uh, and I think addressing the defensive back need in the last couple of years has been humongous. That's you. You have been missing a lot. Line, and you know, as a group at linebackers, you've had a couple you know studs stuck in there, but uh, not a group. I, I think I think this group. The groups have improved. I think the group in 2020 is going to be much better than than the groups of the past two years, past five years. Yeah. I mean, just just the development of some guys, you know, we knocked Butch Jones and um, him recruiting, but it wasn't really recruiting. It was just developing when they got on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you look at guys just with one year under Pruitt, Kyle Phillips, Shaw Tuttle, who were just come in or immediate impact players in the NFL. Um Darrell Taylor this year was a second-round draft pick. Who would have thought that when he got to Tennessee? Right. Um, Nigel Warrior couldn't even catch an interception in uh, two years ago, uh, and now he's an all-SEC player. I mean, he turned it around in one season, really. Yeah. He wasn't great the first half of the of 2019. Sean Schamberg barely played um, two years ago, and, and last year then he puts on a freaking show and is one of the best statistically um, slot guys or slot cornerbacks. He's going to be expected to be a key returner on this defense this year. Yeah, so there was a pro football focus. You didn't see that because you're probably blocked. Um, But yards allowed per slot coverage snap among returning defenders. Sean Schamberger leaves with .67 yards per snap. Leads the country. Who breaks down these stats, though? I don't know. What a dumb – like, I don't know. Just what a dumb stat. Yeah. But he (laughs) – we win it, so whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that's just a, it's just the dumbest stat. Yeah, it's a weird stat. It was slot cornerbacks allowed yardage per play. That was, that's what it was per snap. Yeah. Per snap, it's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> the dumbest thing ever. I just I don't like. Is there an NFL team that gives a rat's ass about that stat? There's no way. <laughs> well, they're pro football focused, so they have to. Focus in on stuff that I guess no one else gives a rat's ass about. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't. 
But I, I think the defense is only going to get better um, under Jeremy Pruitt. I think he's going to bring in more talent. He's definitely going to develop the guys that are here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you return eight guys um, on that defense last year. You lost three really key guys. Um, but I, I think the talent is there that you're able to replace those guys pretty easily. I, I don't think, and I'm, I don't know when we're talking about linebackers, but I don't think you're going to have any trouble replacing uh, Daryl Taylor. I don't think you're going to have – you're going to lose the leadership of Daniel Batuli, but not a, you know, you're not losing a ton of talent there. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's – like you said, it's not impossible. You're, you are losing some of your best guys, but they've also been some of your best guys kind of by default, not because they've – outside of Daniel Batuli, he stood out for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even when you look at Daryl Taylor's stats – they're not absolutely incredible. No, I mean he he was and, and and the stats that he had, he was really doing them all in just a cluster of games. He wasn't doing them spread out among the schedule, right? Which is you know it, it is what it is. Um, and he actually he got graded I think as the worst pick in the draft, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, but hey, he got he got paid, so yeah, it, it, he's not complaining. Now, it is what it is. You're there now. You got to prove yourself. Yeah, it is what it is. You, you got you got the money. Just just play now. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it's. I think this defense should improve in 2020. Um, and, and I kind of expect them to improve, improve a lot. Yeah, so I think we're um, – so in 2017, we, we're 82nd in total defense. In uh, 2018, we were 49th, which is Pruitt's first year. His second year, we went all the way to 23rd, um, giving up 334.5 yards per game. Yeah. So maybe not you don't have a ton of room for improvement, but yeah. So maybe um, not but, a lot. But you're, but you're seventh in the SEC. Yeah. So I mean, there were there were six teams ahead of you. So I w- I would like this team to be I would say around three or four, um, in the SEC. I think that's that's doable. And if you're three or four in the SEC, you, you and your offense is half good, you could you should be probably playing for an SEC championship game. Hopefully. I mean, cause I mean, when you look at some of the defenses across the board that, I mean, you're talking Alabama, LSU, Florida, uh, Georgia. Georgia should probably be the best in the East um, with all they return. And then, you, I mean, you, you look at even the West and, and A&M. I mean, there should be a lot of good defenses. Seven isn't a – when you're talking about the SEC teams and then the SEC defenses, seven is nothing to hang your hat on. Yeah. So if you're not, you're, you're probably going to have a lot more – like you're you're gonna have have to have a lot more from your offense. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. You're gonna have to have some some more some more sustained drives. Uh, put yourself in in better situations in games. Uh, but yeah. Because look at Florida. They're they've been a middle middle of the road offense for years. Yeah. But they've leaned on that elite defense and it's carried them to wins. Maybe right. not so much championships, but zero championships. Um, so. But they're <laughs> at least competing. It's them or Georgia yeah. that's really been the. In the driver's seat in the East. So. I mean, that's what – I mean, which I guess Georgia's been the last couple of years, but they haven't dominated the East like they would like to think they have. Right. Um, but they should have the last yeah. five, five or so years. Yep. So, I, I think Jeremy Pruitt, when he took over, he knew he was going to get the defense right. Um, and I think that's why he paid Jim Chaney so much money to kind of handle the offense. Yeah, and I hope he – like, I got this, do your thing over here, well, and we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. I hope so because I hope he kind of learned from year one that – He's just not an offensive guy. He he couldn't bring in a guy just to kind of control it, um, especially to, or to, sorry. You, you, get, you got to hire the right guy to do that. Well, I think he expected Tyson Helton to be able to manage it, and he just he couldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he from what I can tell and how we 
the two offenses played from year one to year two, I think Jeremy Pruitt had a lot of control, and it seems that he's relinquished a lot of that control, and that's what he should do. He's not – you don't need to – you don't need to be a Nick Saban. Not everybody's a Nick Saban. You can't have control over everything. And I think some of Nick Saban's success in terms of having going from having really, really good teams to completely dominating teams is turning over a little bit of that offensive um, – control to to some of his offensive coordinators i mean when lane kiffin came in they completely changed the the makeup of their offense so i don't think it's a bad thing to turn over control in fact in this situation when you have a guy like jim cheney on your staff it's probably a good thing to turn over some control got to yep for sure for sure can't do it all uh you ready to go to some recruiting needs yeah that's all i got i'm dude i'm i need football like I need, I need defenses. I need turnovers. I need big hits. I know we talked about it last year. It was like, dude, when are we gonna see some big hits? Yeah, we need some more. Need some more. Uh, dude, I, like I'm I need okay some more ejections. With, yeah, I, I'm okay with ejections right now. At least it's football. Right. <laughs> right. Get, yeah, get, give me some eject, ejections in Neyland. I'll gladly boo the refs. I don't care. Yeah. Gladly boo the refs. Recruiting needs for for going forward. Yeah. So um, some needs and. and I don't, I don't really know how how you want to go about this, but I was just trying to to think of what this class needed. Um, and you know, there, there's 23 commits right now, um, so you got about two spots left. There's probably going to be some movement, um, but I think the biggest need right now would would have to be offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, you only have one one offensive lineman committed, and that's Colby Smith out of North Carolina. Um, so some of the targets there are three star. Um, Offensive lineman William Parker at Pearl Con um, in, in Nashville, and then you have three-star Diego Pounds um, in North Carolina. Um, so the, those are the the two, and then you obviously have the big fish and Amarius Mims, the five-star. Um, you know, I, I think that one is probably a long shot. But hey, you you got Darnell Wa- Darnell Wright and Wanya Morris in the same class, and yep. so people said you couldn't do that either, right? I, I think the offensive line, I agree, is the biggest need you need to meet. The good news is you you did address a lot of the uh, graduating needs early last year. Um, you, you are going to have a ton of offensive linemen currently on campus. But uh, I don't want to don't want to let history repeat itself and not sign enough or any offensive linemen. Uh, I think I'd, I'd like to see – I think you graduate – I think you'll graduate three or four this year and potentially see more than that leave. So you don't think the Dooley strategy – I'm not. I wasn't fond of it. I wasn't <laughs> fond of it. Um, but yeah, you, you do have several leaving after this year, so I think I'd like to see see Tennessee get some more guys, some more of those guys in there, get some more bulk. You're gonna have to. I mean, you're gonna have to move some things around. And then you talked about defensive line too, and you do kind of meet that. You have kind of addressed some of those needs in this class so far. But what what was the number you said? I think we graduate six, seven, seven defensive linemen, um, and then I mean. You could, I doubt it, but you could lose more to the draft. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is possible. Man, that would, 9 or 10, that would be insane. Um, but but some of the targets there, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins um, is one. He's one that can just, he's like 320 pounds that can dunk. Yeah. It's insane. I don't see how, like, I can't even dunk. Um, I, I've never been, I've never come, which I know most of that is more of my vertically challenged, not my actual athletic ability. Um, I'd like to think if I was like eh, four or five inches taller, I can dunk, but, uh, yeah, 
it's amazing to me. I can't. I definitely could not currently at my current weight, which is not anywhere close to three twenty. So <laughs> that's pretty impressive too. What is your current weight? Uh, I was just kidding. You don't. No, I can answer that because I'm I'm not one ninety anymore. Uh, yesterday I think I was one eighty three. Okay, and I haven't even been running, so that's good. No, yeah, we're about the same. Um, and then you have four star defense tackle Peyton Page out of North Carolina. He's another target, and he's set to announce. I think July. At the end of July. And that's the guy that's looking more like Clemson, though, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of selling that way. It's looked like they've all, always been the favorite. Um, yeah. Can't, blame him. So, yeah. Can't blame him. Can't blame him. But maybe if he, maybe if, uh, if he looks at what's kind of leaving at Tennessee, sees early playing time. Early playing time. you you got seven guys leaving, maybe more. That's a lot of That's a lot of room to work. You may not be the starter, but you could be playing significant downs. Yeah, especially when, you know, you – they throw those guys in and out all the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, you're probably going to see the field if you're a defensive tackle at Tennessee. Yeah. Um, and then corner for me is a big one because you could lose, you know, Bryce Thompson and Alante Taylor will be juniors. Yeah, I just blanketed, put secondary down. Like, yeah, I think yeah, you could – You've met some needs at safety yeah. already in this class, but, yeah. And I even, I even like some of the safeties currently on campus, but I mm-hmm. think I'd like to – if you can go out – I guess maybe – you're, you maybe do take the Derek Dooley approach because you don't necessarily need to. And you have some guys coming in in 2021 that either are safeties or could play safety. Maybe just go and chase some of those high board guys and you're trying to get the most talented guys on the board. Yeah. I just think it's, it's difficult to to see who's going to be a corner because you have a lot of athletes already in this class. Mm-hmm. So who, who's actually going to play or, or be a true corner? Right. Um, it's difficult to say. I mean, we talked about Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson. They weren't. They were listed as athletes, right? Coming into Tennessee, so I feel like that's Pruitt's favorite thing to do is take an athlete. And yeah, he's but quiet. but I would like some of those high-profile guys. Demarius McGee out of Pensacola, Florida. Um, he, he's a four-star. He's won Tennessee's on four-star JUCO cornerback Dejon Warren at a Lackawanna Community College. Nice, going back to Scranton, Scranton baby. <laughs> um, and then Christian Charles, he's out of Georgia. He's not currently ranked, but he's one that would probably. Um, really benefit from some of those camps. I watched his highlight tape, and I know you take with it what you will from a highlight tape, but the kid, like, if you're talking about athlete, he plays a lot of running back, receiver, quarterback, kind of does it all just like Alante Taylor and Bryce Thompson did. Right. So, yeah, those, those are kind of mine. Then you, like – the big fish, I mentioned Marius Mims, Smell Munden, the outside linebacker, uh, the five-star, he's another one. And I think we have a question about that, so let me get the – I love you at Mims. Oh, my gosh. Oh, dude. That, just because everybody a month ago, two months ago now, I guess, you're not – no way they get Mims. No way. Yeah. No way. And that dude is large. Yes, he and is. And in charge. <laughs> um. So, Ethan – Said, do you think we lead for Munden since Georgia took an outside linebacker commit today, or am I just reading too much into it? I don't really think – Smell Munden, he's going to have a place wherever he goes. Um, they're not just going to take – somebody's going to make – everybody's going to make room for him. Right. Um, he, he's just that special of a talent. So, does Georgia lead? I don't think Georgia leads. I think Georgia – I think Tennessee has just as good a shot as Georgia's of landing – him and and same with Auburn. I think it's kind of those three teams probably um, that are in it. And and Brian Needham Myers leading the charge for him. So when Brian Needham Myers in charge of your recruitment, you're you're never truly out of it. Right. I yeah. 
like you said, every team's going to make room for him. So the Georgia getting a big big time linebacker today doesn't make me feel any more comfortable. No. That's kind of all I got for some recruiting yeah. needs. They, um, the good thing is Tennessee doesn't have a ton of high need areas other than probably, probably the defensive line. Yeah, that's about it. Other than that, I, I wouldn't say there's. Yeah, just you, you need linemen in in every class, that's, right? But I, I guess point. they don't like immediately need them. They don't need to address that need. They don't need them on campus tomorrow. Um, yeah. they've done a good job of really filling out classes and. Mm-hmm. Uh, being heavy in any areas, so I mean that that defensive line was so depleted when when Jeremy Pruitt took over. I mean Jonathan Kongbo was playing defensive tackle at one point. Yeah, yep. And he was like what two fifty? He wasn't a big. He wasn't that big. <laughs> I mean he was an outside linebacker, defensive end, I guess, depending yeah. on what system he played in. Um, so yeah, no, it was he was not the biggest of kids. Just get we're Tennessee's bulking up. That's all that matters. Yeah, we want the beef. It's all that matters. Oh, college football, is it looking more bleak to you, though, starting in 2020? Yeah, it's – did you see Stanford? What did Stanford say? I saw some, somebody text me about it. So they're, like, getting rid of a ton. Dude. Well, uh, a ton of – just look at it real quick. First off, good, because they win the President's Cup every year and they brag about it. It's because they have the most athletic, most sports on campus than any school in the country. Yeah, and it's a lot of those schools that, you know, doesn't make any money whatsoever. So their endowment every year is $20 billion. Yeah, it's insane. And they're cutting sports? Get cutting 11 varsity out. sports. Get that out of here. Let's see if I can find a list of... Water polo... Equestrian, <laughs> bowling, underwater, underwater basket weave, weaving, sand volleyball, keeping volleyball, cutting sand volleyball, That's cutting sand vo- volleyball. I'm, I was just making that up. Just I'm like I'm. They legit have every sport known to man. It's stupid. It's stupid. I thought I saw a list somewhere, but I can't. Pull it up real quick. Uh, cutting 11 varsity sports as the pandemic worsens. I mean, the good news is, I guess, they have to cut equal number of scholarships for both men and women for t- Title Nine. Yeah, there's, there's the uh, the positive so in all this. They have 36 varsity sports. Yeah, so it, it's like water polo and stuff that, you know, just no one gives a, a rat's ass about. No, no one <laughs> I mean, it does kind of suck for the student athletes. It, um, yeah, I mean, well, yes, it does. But all these athletes can either afford to pay for their school or <laughs> these, like, they can. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm not terribly worried about it. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. It, it's it's not. Which Stanford? I think if you oh, so there it is. So, um, field hockey, women's fencing, men and women's fencing, lightweight rowing. Men's rowing, co-ed and women's sailing, squash. <laughs> I told you, the du- synchronized swimming. Men's volleyball and wrestling. I told you. No, <laughs> squash. Dumbest sports. I what think is squash? I know that. What is that? Squash is, um, it's, uh, is it like cricket? I'm not going to look it up. I'll let you look it up. I, I want to say it's like cricket. I can't remember. It is a... <laughs> 
<laughs> you just got the vegetable. Yeah. Okay, uh, so squash is like racquetball. Oh, yeah. Sorry, racquetball, not cricket. Yes, it is like racquetball. So think it's, when I think of squash, I think of that. You remember Cheaper by the Dozen when they had that? I don't know if they play with a tomato. It's and they an just... apple smear, bro. Apple smear, apple yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think of squash. That's what squash should be. Yeah, I mean, it, you're. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know what the difference between squash and racquetball is or if there's any difference at all. I think it's like soccer and football. Like, so apple smear? Yeah, you're smearing apples. That's okay, the... so Stanford also has that sport too, right? No, no, no. That's a poor man's sport. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a poor man's sport. They, they don't that's a that. that's a drunk sport that somebody made up. Yeah, I mean, I, I so I looked it up because I did one with my nieces and nephews, and it was a lot of fun until they started complaining. Um, but I mean, you just get to beat the crap out of apples, which is fun. Uh, until you have to like until you have to clean up. That sucked. Uh, but I could only find the history of of apple smear in Cheap by the Dozen. That's the first time it made an appearance in pop culture. So. Oh really? Yeah, I, I couldn't find it anywhere else. Hmm. Yeah. No clue. No clue. It, it does suck that, that places are cutting sports. You're going to see more athletic departments follow. Um, I mean, especially if Stanford did it. Because Stanford has as much money as they want to have. Yeah. So, it it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know where this goes. And then today, the Ivy League schools announced they weren't playing football in 2020. So, which... I, they announced they weren't playing baseball very early on. And then schools obviously eventually followed suit, which makes me nervous for football, but at least we're initially kind of held out and trying to make spring sports happen. Yeah. So, uh, they cut basketball. They did, they ended basketball early too. Cause they wouldn't have played in the NCAA tournament. Have they? No. Yeah. They, so was the Ivy league postponed or was it canceled? I think it was canceled. I mean, I guess they could have maybe pushed it back to spring of 2021, but as far as I understood it, I guess I can look it up. Hmm. I think it was canceled. That's wild. They're placing all sports on hold until January, so I guess basketball isn't even going to start on time. Okay, so they haven't said – so there's still the option they could play in the spring. Uh, I guess. I thought I read that they just canceled it. Okay. Okay, no, no, no. They just said we'll not play a scheduled in the fall. Okay. So I guess there's a chance Ivy League plays in the spring. Uh, apparently this week kind of it's looking more and more like the – from everything I heard, the spring football was kind of like a possibility but a, for college football. It was a possibility but a, on the back burner. Not really a possibility. Like it was it was there but they didn't want to consider it. Uh, now it's looking like it's being considered seriously. So that's fun. The good thing about the Ivy League is like those sports don't fund. <laughs> no. That's cool. No. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Um, the thing about the thing about spring sports right now is it does. This is COVID isn't going to get better in February. If anything, it's going to get worse. Yeah, unless you have a um, vaccine by then. Yeah, but vaccine. even then, I mean, that would be like if a vaccine is thrown out, rushed. Like, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I don't know how how widely available it'll be. I don't know. I I just don't. I mean, I guess you could always... That's why I'm like, you shouldn't be making that decision now. You could always just push it back to that point. There's no reason... Because it's not going to magically get better then. Um, I mean, postpone until January. It just seems like really far off to make a decision based on that. But I, I mean, I guess they, they... The thing about Ivy League schools... I don't know if all of the Ivy League schools did this. Uh, I think Yale did it. 
they already said they're going to all online classes. Like hmm. They've already announced that. So maybe that was part of the decision-making. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I was about to do my master's through Yale, but, you know, I decided not <laughs> didn't want to. Go on, didn't want to go online. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And, and I guess just jumping over to high school football, um, spring spring football is not a possibility for high school. That can't It can't be a possibility. You can't take away sports from other kids to give another kid a sport. You can't do that. It, and it doesn't fund anything. It, oh, you're you're saying move it to the spring? It's not. Possi- okay. It's yeah. not possible. It's yeah. not a possibility for high school sports. I I know it's unfortunate. I know it's it's sad. But when you look at schools where you're talking about the entire baseball team plays football, or the half the basketball team plays football, or vice, you know, it's not. It is not possible, and it it should not be something that's being looked at. The kids are going to be in school. I would imagine at least September through November. Try to play some semblance of the season. Yeah. I mean, the TWSAA, that that today, I was like, why even have a meeting? Yeah, they were. Why have a meeting to say, oh, we're going to have another meeting later? That doesn't make any sense. That's my biggest pet peeve in a corporate office (laughs) is, like, they have meetings to schedule another meeting. And it's very – I understand. J.C. Smith tweeted about it. Um, They had a border control meeting prior to this meeting. One of them can be private um, due to – Attorney-client privilege, I believe, is what Jesse Smithy said, and I understand that to an extent. But you also you were discussing something that made you twenty minutes late to the public meeting, which makes it look shady. Don't be shady. Don't be shady. If you if you have to end that meeting early, you can always come back to that meeting in that meeting early, because uh, it looks like y'all are talking about something that you don't want to be public. And apparently, they're waiting on kind of some guidance from the governor's office because it's being talked about that the governor could let. Uh, girls soccer and football start on time because right now volleyball golf and uh cross country trying to think of any other sports that they're starting on time they're classified is volleyball mm -hmm. they're classified as non-contact sports which volleyball like you're in a gym you're hitting the same ball over and over it seems like just it seems like the same amount of contact you'd get in girls soccer yeah so that doesn't make sense to me but whatever um the but why couldn't you today say okay if the governor doesn't allow us to start on time this is what we're going to go with yeah, that that was my thing. Like you, you were there to put a plan out. You're there to. There was three options. Yeah. And and what is the? If you're waiting for guidance on the governor, like you, I guess you, you know, like you said, you could always go back and be like, we're gonna do the the full schedule. Yep. Um, you could have had a, and you made an appoint to say we're gonna vote on it here, and then you show up and say, ah, no, so you just wasted everybody's time. Like yeah. there, there's coaches and you know players that are, are wanting an answer, and so like they're having to just wait longer just because you just drug your feet and was like, no, nah, I don't really want to do that. And if you if you leave it open, and if the governor comes back and says, yeah, we're going to do it on, on time, I don't think they take as much heat. But if the governor governor says no, you have to pick one of those options, and you didn't pick one yeah. months early, you're going to look like a moron. I mean. They're going to have to choose. I feel like this was really the date you needed to. If you if you feel, I don't know. It's just interesting because right now you have teams practicing. Some teams kind of taking some time off to let people get back from vacation, quarantine, and, and social distance. And it's make. I mean, it's going to make it, which this isn't going to be an easy process by any means, regardless. Uh, they are addressing the issue of teams don't have the ability to test players like uh, pro teams and college teams do. 
And, and I mean, that's all true. But I mean, what you're looking at is you're deciding to either cancel a season or not. And I think really the, I think at this point, the only thing TWSAA should be trying to figure out is are they going to cancel postseason or not? They don't really have a hand in the regular season. Really. I mean, the regular season can be played without TWSAA. Because, I mean, it looks like uh, Shelby County schools will not be playing if it starts on time, which would affect how they're standing in the playoffs are. They wouldn't be able to play. So why can they not just – because I just don't – you're not going to be playing in November and December. I highly doubt we're going to be be in schools in December. I highly doubt it. Why are you trying to push back? I don't know. I just don't understand it. I don't – I feel like they're making they're delaying decisions for no reason. I'm okay with delaying delaying decisions if it's for a reason, but I feel like you're delaying decisions right now for no reason. You kind of you can look forward and kind of see what the football season holds. Uh, you can kind of look forward and see what August is going to look like. I, I don't I don't see why you're delaying the decision. And if you're waiting for like you said, if you're waiting for guidance from the governor's office, make a decision based on worst case scenario and best case scenario. Yeah. Because you know it's it, what you're what you're waiting for from the governor's office is yes or no. That's yeah, what you're waiting. Make for. some sort of decision. You're in that role to make decisions. Make a freaking decision. I don't understand it. I'm yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I I guess with this thing, if you're a coach or a player, make sure they're wearing masks, be safe, and you know, hope that the people in charge are, are able to make a competent decision. It's going to be very, very, very dis. I'm going to be very, very disappointed if they try to move football this spring. It doesn't. It's not an issue of will these athletic departments be able to fund. It, that's not the issue. Football doesn't fund it. The community funds it. It's that simple. Football doesn't even fund themselves. The community funds football. Yeah. I would say in I would say in at least half of the schools in the state, over half of their budget comes from donations or fundraisers, not ticket sales. They're selling tickets at seven bucks a pop. And then in playoffs, eight bucks a pop, and fifty percent of that's going to AA. That's what they're they're worried about. Their funding. That's they're not worried about the schools funding. They're worried about their funding. But they're funded by member schools, not by they they they're not seeing the bigger picture. They're looking at year to year, and, and that's the disappointing part. They're worried about what championship site what championship sites will look like. A kid doesn't care if he plays a championship site at Tennessee Tech University. They don't give a shit. They just no. want to play in a state championship. They'll play it. On uh, there, freaking John Tarleton, if it's a state championship. Yeah, there, there's some high school stadiums that are way better than Tennessee Tech. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not. Nobody's worried about a championship site. No one's worried about that crap. It, it's, it's absurd. It's speaking absurd. of that, and I've always wondered this: Would you rather play at Tennessee Tech when there's like, you know, the the stands aren't even half full, or mm-hmm. would you play want to play in a high school stadium where the the stadium's packed? Yeah, I'd I'd rather. Well, it depends on high school stadium, probably. If if you're making me choose, but if you're on playing a state championship, I don't give a rat's ass. Yeah, <laughs> um, give me a stadium. Uh, I think every every person that's probably played high school sports, yes, that adds the experience of probably playing in a nicer. Which I mean, Tennessee Tech, they probably have nicer locker rooms in every high school, but as far as the stadium goes, it's not that nice. No. Um. So I, yeah, I mean, I'd probably choose the full stadium now. If I if you were talking about playing in Neyland. I, yeah, you take that opportunity, but yeah. we're not talking about playing in England. Um, that's not what we're talking about. And, and yeah, there, there's too much stock by the by the TWSAA Board of Control put in these championship sites, as they want to call them, and no one cares. No one cares. 
They gotta they gotta make that money to go to these meetings to schedule another meeting. <laughs> they're worried about paying out contracts that don't need to be necessarily paid out. And it's yeah. And then they're worried about sponsorships of those contracts. I, I assure you, I don't I don't think you'll have a problem funding a state championship game. No, I, I think it'll be good. Will. Yep. How do how how do all these schools play games on other Friday nights? How do these little schools play them? Don't don't worry. Is TWSWA are they it's the like, same people that are uh, part of the NCAA? I mean, it's essentially around the same way. It's a. It's, is it the same people? Because it's it's that's exactly what it reminds. Well, it's me run of. by the members, the member schools, the athletic directors, and the, um, the principals. But uh, I don't know how NCAA is set up. But there is like an executive director, and and then obviously like support person, support staff, and other directors on staff that are full time hired by. That's another thing they're worried about. They're worried about paying those salaries because they're full time. So what if what if all the schools got together and be like, hey, we're kind of done with the TWSAA, we're just gonna have it run by the coaches. They'd be SOL, right? Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, so that that's essentially how TWSAA was set up. But at some point, I don't know if it was always this way. At some point, it was decided that there needed to be full time staff, and that's and the board of control was made up of athletic directors and principals, um, but also members uh, or staff members as well. So and morons. <laughs> I played the fifth. <laughs> um, let's get to some questions. You got any questions? Um, I don't. But I had some comments. Uh, we had somebody on here say that the Vols are going to be Florida this year. He's a Georgia fan, so I like it. Uh, Aaron Ross said the stands are always packed. Tennessee Tech, but he goes when there's a Maryville game. Yeah, that's the difference. Is you're going to a six A state championship game. You go to the two A game. There's 2000 people maybe there. Yeah, and even if it's it's Maryville, like you're not pack you're not packing that whole stadium. You're not. You're not filling that whole stadium with Maryville people. There's no way. No, I don't know what the I mean, but at the other side depending on what where they're from, what they look like. Um I mean, I went of, to the all the East West All-Star game and it wasn't packed. Well, the East East West is just the parents though, of the players. Right. But like, I mean, you're it, getting but you're getting coaches and other, you know, other players. I feel like it's more than a probably a state championship game because you no. have more than one team No, it was from what i've seen on tv the all-star game had a lot more because than sta- that state championship game. state championship games you're getting parents students from the schools who they usually bus students there um and then you're getting like community people there you're probably getting um people who graduated recently like you're getting a bunch whereas i mean you might get some friends of the players maybe you might, i mean but most of the time you're getting parents and not i'd say not even all of the coaches are there it's. I mean, yeah. I would the the one and two a games. I mean, you're talking about schools with two, three hundred students in them. So it's not that many students that are going to go. The rosters have sixty people on them, so you're not talking about a ton of parents. But when you, you're talking about the six a schools, I mean, that's well, they you, opened up. So do they? They don't always open up the both sides. Yeah, both sides are open for the state championship games. Okay, yeah. so it was for the all star game too. Yeah, they. Um, them. But yeah, there, there's no way they're filling that up. I don't Tennessee Tech can't even fill those up. No, I'd say he says six A games are always packed. I would bet six five A is probably pretty close, and I bet six A is packed. But other than that, no, because then you're I mean you're talking about the private schools play on like Thursday. And most and people can tiny. watch it on TV. Yeah, but I I would bet the five A and six A games are, are packed. Other than that, I would agree. I bet the I bet Alcoa has a pretty good crowd, and then um, probably some other you know prominent schools when they when they play in it. The, uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're talking about what's a uh, greenback, two A, three A, two A, one A, 
They're 1A? Yeah, yeah I bet there's 2,000 people there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Aaron Ross said, both sides are always open. Maryville and Ravenwood last year. Yeah, see, Ravenwood, Nashville team, hour and a half away. Yeah, I bet it's packed. I wish they'd play back in Murfreesboro. I, like, that Tennessee Tech, that place is trash. I don't know why they moved from MTSU. MTSU is nice. Uh, I don't know if they had turf when they used to play there. I don't know if that changes it. Yeah. But Tennessee Tech's turf is terrible. But don't they still play? They still play baseball at MTSU, right? They play the state final at MTSU. They don't play any other games there. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, last year, girls soccer didn't play at their state championship venue. They had to move it around due to rain, and nobody complained. <laughs> Everybody was happy to be playing in a state championship game. So, that's, uh, I assure you, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares about where it's played. They just want to play it. I think most, I think most Maryville, uh, People would be very, very happy to be playing in the state championship game in Maryville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's what we need to see. We need to see uh, home, home and away. I want to see home and away uh, state championship games. I don't know how you'd figure that out, but I'd love to see it. Like coin toss. Yeah, there you go. Just have a meeting to have another meeting, and then we'll have a coin there you toss. Go. Um, in, lo- in loading, I um, had a question. Who's the leader for quarterback right now? There it is. Quarterback question every Quarterback time. question every week. This one wasn't worded differently, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I, I think it's JG and and Tell have been proven otherwise. Uh, I think JG is the starter. I think Harrison Bailey has, you know, a lot more upside. And, yeah, you know, I think we talked about it last week, how it's – JG just has experience. That's that's basically all that's keeping right him in that starting position. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it's J, it's JG right now. They haven't even seen Harris. They probably seen Harrison Bailey throw routes right now. That's it on yeah. campus. Uh, Aaron, we live. We both live in Knoxville. Yep, South Knoxville guys. We're very familiar with Maribel. <laughs> yeah, we see them win a lot. They're yep. they're they're okay. They're all right. <laughs> I mean, uh, ALCOA. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alcoa, man. I bet I bet they get a pretty good crowd for for four three A. Compared to the teams well, they I'm, play, it's it's probably easy for them because they can go ahead and and yeah they they get to book it week one yeah exactly <laughs> book it week one I mean they I, I would bet they almost doubled the opposite stance oh yeah I would I bet that um I, I mean so I bet Central the past two well not technically last year because they had that delay but that night I bet there were a ton of people there well and it's it's kind of difficult for some of those because some of them are played on Friday like day. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, that's true. But like I said, they do bust the students in at least. Yeah, so that 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 kind of sucks for people to like. Yeah, because then there you go. You're not getting like community got right. Community yeah, like, there. like Just, let's get like let's get some like Friday night lights. That's what we hear about all the time. Let's not, we we went on Fridays. Not a lot of communities are going to uh, are going to just random community members are going to be able to take off work on a Friday to go down and watch. Their high school team playing a state championship. You know, I mean that that probably is how you address the issue of everybody. Be, no one is going to complain that there's two high school football state championships going on at the same time. That play them at different sites. Yeah, play them at different sites. Play them at some of the nicer. Actually, if you want to give some money back instead of writing off that huge contract, Tennessee Tech contract them out to some high school stadiums that are you know, there's plenty of nice high school stadiums. And yeah, you're probably giving that money to high schools that need that don't need it, but at least it's going back to a member school and not. Tennessee Tech, who refuses to replace their turf since like 2015, <laughs> yeah. and 50 percent of it goes to TWSAA anyway. Yeah. So, it yeah, it's it's dumb. But 
Yeah, I don't think anybody would complain if uh, if they were all played on either if they were all split between starting at the same time on Friday. All the playoff games are literally starting at the same exact time. And I've never heard going, someone go, oh, "I can't watch Maribel now Cole played or not." <laughs> Ever in my entire life. So, and I've followed high school football for a very long time. I I mean I just don't get it. Why rant and rave about the the state championship experience and play it at a place like Tennessee Tech? Yeah. Vanderbilt would probably be nicer in Tennessee Tech. Oh yeah, I think they used to play it there a long time ago. I mean, Austin P. Austin P's got a nice stadium. UTC. They just got new turf down at uh, Finley. Is that, yeah, Finley. Go play down there. That's a nice stadium. I'd like it for to like. I don't like. Carson Newman wouldn't be a bad one to have it at. Carson Newman's a nice stadium. Yeah, so it, it's nicer I mean, than Tennessee Tech's. <laughs> it's probably not. You pick like the worst. It probably doesn't in have Tennessee. It. I bet Carson Newman probably doesn't have enough seating compared to Tech. But Vanderbilt and Austin P probably do. Enough like. In this, like, stage-wise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think they'd have enough. You think they'd have enough? Because they've only got one side. I don't know how much they, they have. They have a, a separate side. It's not very big. Oh, okay. it, it's similar to, like, what South Bowl has oh, okay. over here. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be plenty big enough for... I wonder if they say how big they're... How much they seat. I don't know. I mean, anything... I mean, at this point, the players would probably like it better because uh, the turf's better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of – if you're going to play it at a school, first off, find a better school. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – a Sorry, Golden just, Eagles. We're, we're just kind of bashing Tennessee yeah. Tech. There's nothing against the school. It's Johnson just, City. Yeah. They've got a nice They've got a nice facility. Yeah, ETSU. It, it would be cool to, like, have it rotated. Well, I mean, think about this. If you're going to play them all on Friday night, could you not play them all over the state in these small venue, in these small college venues with turf? Yeah, we just listed Carson Newman. These are three ET or East Tennessee schools, which would be tough. But you could also rotate them around. You used to play it, and you still kind of technically play it. It's not East Tennessee, but you're making West Tennessee schools travel five six hours, anyways. But I mean, you could rotate it between. Uh, I mean, I bet UT Martin's got a pretty nice facility. If I had to guess, Memphis. You you could use. That. I mean, you could if you're going to pay them money, pay them money. Shoot. Yeah. What, what if we did like. You play east, west, and then you had a, a central location, which would be, I guess Austin P would kind of Austin not, P would be Middle Tennessee, yeah, North North Middle Tennessee, yeah. But that that would be a good one to like have the championship at. But you could play like the semifinals at, at Carson Newman for the East Tennessee team. Well, I just mean if you're gonna play them all, you said you want to play them all on Friday night. You could just play them all on Friday night at these night if you don't want to play them at right. high school stadiums, right? Them at all these different locations. But again, we're getting to, I guess we're getting to the issue of they don't want to pay all the. They don't want to pay. They're worried about the money right now. That's the thing. They're worried about how much money they're going to have. It's dumb. But again, just play them at high. If it comes down to it, if that's what we're worried about, championship settings, play them at high school stadiums. Yep. You don't need to worry. But you don't need to worry about if Tennessee Tech is available to play these games. You don't. That's that. That was kind of my point of this whole rant. But then I end, I want to end it with don't play games at Tennessee Tech anymore. Yep. It sucks. <laughs> until they fit. Until they get new turf at least, and then we can talk. They do have nice locker rooms over there, right um, on the stadium. We got next. We got we didn't have any more questions, did we? I haven't heard anything. Um, <laughs> Aaron Ross said Bristol Motor Speedway. That's it. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> a um, lot smaller. So uh, NASCAR Ball said Middle Tennessee would be a great place for the state championship. It would be. It used to be played there. Um, I, they renewed the car, redid the contract, and ended up going to Tech. Yeah, I think probably like two thousand again. T double S. Probably two thousand ten was the last time it was played decision. at MTSU. So. I, I don't. Yeah, if you're gonna move it, I don't understand moving it from MTSU or, or MTSU to. It's Tech. probably just cheaper. Probably. 
That's probably what it boiled down to. Um, Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Best Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. Did you watch it? Or did you, have you seen the new Will Ferrell movie? Is that why you did this? <laughs> I did. It's it's terrible. Probably, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Um, but it's something to pass the time a little bit. Right. All right. Um, so I'll go first. Number one, one of the greatest movies of all time, Step Brothers. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's not as good as Anchorman, but it's a good movie. Fake news. Anchorman's the best movie ever. (laughs) It's not true. It is. (laughs) Uh, Anchorman's my favorite. It's easy. No problem. Anchorman, best wolf for a movie. Anchorman one or two? Anchorman one. Just Anchorman. (laughs) Anchorman two is a hilarious spinoff. It's not if you don't like Anchorman though you shouldn't watch it. That's my favorite. It's like people are like it's a terrible movie. Do you like Anchorman? No. Why'd you watch Anchorman <laughs> 2? Black. <laughs> um my next one is The Other Guys. Aim for the Bushes. Okay. I mean that that's one of those movies it's like if you don't like Will Ferrell you're not going to like it at all. <laughs> oh yeah. Dirty Mark and the Boys. Yeah. It's a great movie. The first time I watched it I thought it was terrible though. So it, I did not like it. Gated don't play no. <laughs> Uh, my next one's Old School. Oh. Yeah. I watched that movie, both Anchorman and Old School. I was probably way too young to watch it. That's the perks of having older brothers. Um, loved them ever since. I hope I didn't get your, your third one. Um, but it's kind of like, when you think of Will Ferrell, you don't really think of this one, unless you're like a diehard Will Ferrell um, fan. And that's Kicking and Screaming. Oh, nice. Nice. Pass it to the Italians. Nice. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's not my, it's not my third. Okay. Uh, my third is going to be Talladega Nights. It's just a, it's a great movie. It's the, all, all these movies are so quotable. Uh, we've got some submissions. Aaron Ross said he retracted those. I don't know if he took it back. He said wedding crashers. I imagine cause Will Ferrell's not in a lot of, in a lot of wedding crashers, but he probably has <laughs> the best line. Okay. He just put it back up. The, um, when he goes to the funeral, mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> and then, what does he say? Oh, what is it at the funeral? I'm trying to remember exactly. He's like, he's just bawling, crying, and he's like, damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why do you have to be so young? <laughs> so young. Damn it. Um, Matt, I don't know how you say, how you say your last name. Are you in Tribe? Uh, he said Elf. I mean, that's a classic. Dude, I, hot take, I hate Elf. What? I think hate it's, Elf? Like, it's it's way overplayed for me. I, I just don't. It's only played like three months out of the year. I like, like, crude humor. I mean, yeah, that's, that's definitely just, better. Yeah, I don't I'm disagree. Not, I'm it's, not a big fan. Did of you see the two movies I picked, <laughs> yeah. or three movies I picked? Um, but some other ones, the campaign that was probably one of my next ones. Campaign um, is probably underrated. I did see it though in theaters and did not expect it to be as crude as it was, and which is dumb. Black Hawk Down. But dude, I was there was like an old woman next to me, and mm. I was very, very uncomfortable because she was very uncomfortable, and I was like, "This is." <laughs> yeah, and some of these movies, like if you're. Maybe 10 to 15. Probably don't watch them with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blades of Glory is another one. Blades of Glory is an underrated movie. Uh, Get Hard. Yeah. Um, Get Hard's... Not at the Roxbury. Get Hard's and getting into when he's not... Doesn't have great movies, but it's yeah. funny. Not at the Roxbury. Land of the Lost. Terrible movie. <laughs> um, but it's another one people point out. Not at the Roxbury is... Yeah, it's it's hilarious, but terrible at the same time. Yeah. Um, all those like ninety movies were well. That I mean, that's all of them were just terrible, but they were like you had to watch them. He went on that streak with um, 
what's the director's name? Where he just went good movie after good movie after good movie. Like Will Ferrell one time was the hottest comedic actor of all time. And then he does Eurovision on Netflix. <laughs> well, it's probably got a certain, like I feel like he's got a humor to him now where he just makes fun of how stupid things are. Well, I mean, Adam Sandler's kind of got to that point, too, yeah. where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, like, I can just do these movies. It's probably a lot quicker. Apparently, Holmes and Watson was terrible. I never, I never even saw it. I didn't see that one. Yeah. Uh, Aunt Ross said Daddy's Home. I was not a fan of Daddy's Home. I didn't think it was that good. I know they made two movies, which is usually yeah. a sign that they're good, but I wasn't it, a fan. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Uh, the Lego movie. He's in that. I don't like Mark Wahlberg, especially in the Will Ferrell scene. He's what really ruined the other guys for me initially. Because he just yells the entire time, which I get. That's him. <laughs> I, I mean, I get, that's the I get the the bit. The, like I get the it, Boston. I just didn't love it. Didn't. Stupidity. Where does hold on? Where does oh. he rank in uh in the office for you? Do you hate him on the office or do you love him in the office? I hate him. Hate him. I loved him on the office. D'Angelo. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a great. Like he would have sucked if he had been in it for like a season, but the oh, okay, three yeah. Three episodes he was in was hilarious and just. The way it all ended was fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. I love that how he, he makes Andy, like, he's like, do something funny. Yeah. And Andy just, like, throws hot coffee. <laughs> he's like, that's hot coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention uh, Semi-Pro. I thought you would have gone Semi-Pro. Oh, I forgot about that one. No, I'm, I didn't just love that. I love Semi-Pro. I mean, I love the corn dogs, Jackie. Um, My, the thing I well, there's need, four or five that I would put ahead of that one. The the Will Ferrell movies for me have got to be very very quotable. And that's what I think makes them very good. Like they're all the like a bunch of the one liners are just so good. Yeah, like Step Brothers is like the most quotable movie of all time. Anchorman is literally the most quotable movie of all time. That's like that is fact, <laughs> factual. Step Brothers. We'll, have, we'll we'll do a poll. Which one's better, Step Brothers? Or not Anchorman? better. Not better. Most quotable. Okay, more quotable. Yeah. <laughs> Black leather gloves. I used to have Step Brothers on my iPod, and I'd watch it all the time because my parents didn't know I had it. Um, how about, did you see where Zion's gonna be on the cover of Two K? Yeah, he played like thirty games. How stupid is that? Stupid is an epidemic. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was going with that. Um, oh, we do have one more question. So, uh, Cedric Washington is making his uh, decision July 22nd. He's a four-star athlete um, in the 2022 class between Georgia, Tennessee, and LSU. And so MDC said, who you think he will choose? I haven't heard much about him and the Vols. It's from Georgia. I would, you know, probably think that that would probably be his best guess. Um, probably going to Georgia. I think he has some crystal balls already to Georgia. Um but it's 2022, so he has, it's plenty of time for Tennessee to get back yeah, into it. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Oh, okay. So I do have a Peter King stupidity, which I know you're shocked by. Um, but I do have this question that I, I wanted to ask. What? So we talked about the the hot dog eating contest on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Is there a food that you are confident that you could eat a lot of in ten minutes? Like, or not even that. Boneless wings. How many could you eat in ten minutes? And like I'm talking, I'm not saying like train because not everybody's enjoy chestnut. But if you were like, all right, I need to not, you know, I'm gonna eat very, very little up until this day. I'm going to train my body and mind to eat as many boneless wings. Like I know I'm gonna be sick after. I'm just gonna do it as many boneless wings in ten minutes. How many? Could you, how many could you eat? I could probably eat forty in ten minutes. You think so? Hmm. 
Or 30, 35 would probably be. I feel like good. I need to make you pick something bigger. So, so I went tacos. I think I could eat 20, 20 tacos in 10 minutes. So we talking like like are we talking like big ass tacos? Or are we talking I'm talking about like the Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Okay. Like I get the ten, minimum meat, the ten pack or <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. 12 pack. 12, is it twelve? Sorry, I think I could eat twenty four. Taco pack. I think I could eat twenty four in ten minutes. In. Okay. I, I think I could eat two of those in ten minutes. Man, I'm trying to think of something. I would say crystal, but crystal's gross, man. I just don't like that soggy bun. No, no I don't think I could eat the. I don't. I'd throw up before I finished even like an entire pack yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many tacos do you think you could eat I could probably eat 24 in 10 minutes 24 in 10 minutes you think you'd eat a lot of hot dogs not the way he does I'm saying like the way you just eat them just bun them and I could I, in I, 10 minutes I, I feel like I could probably eat like I could probably eat 10 okay because I, I feel like it takes a trained eater to eat the way they do. That's that's why I'm just curious. Like how many Krispy Kreme donuts? I think I could eat 24 in 20, 10 minutes. I think I could. You'd have diabetes, no doubt. <laughs> but I, I legitimately think I could eat 24 warm because I could one bite a warm yeah, Krispy Kreme. On. <laughs> I could. I could. Have you ever won one bit a hot Krispy Kreme donut? I mean, they just fold in your mouth. It's amazing. Um, someone said chicken chalupa supreme. Yeah. Oh, dude, chalupas. Oh. Boy, Aaron 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 Ross said he could eat twenty slices of Little Caesars pizza in ten minutes. Damn. That's incredible! <laughs> Damn, that's an entire pizza. In t- I could eat an, uh, at least. So there's there's eight. So you're eating like two and a half pizzas. No, he's eating two pizzas. Oh, 20. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half pizzas. I uh, I could eat two pizzas from. Crest. I'd like to see that. I could do two two pizzas from Da Vinci's in twenty minutes. Zeroed out in my mind. I could eat the any kind of thin crust. Yeah, I could yeah. eat like, oh the press. I could, I could probably eat three in the, ten minutes. The press pub pizza, I could eat two, oh, easy dude. in ten minutes. I mean, it's so thin, it's very easy. Yeah, that I've never not. been full. It's good, but I've never been full. Oh yeah, and I <laughs> like pizza. I love pizza oh, thin crust. Thin thin crust. No. Come on, man. So nasty. Um, I hate pizza. I'm not a big fan because I'm not paying twelve dollars for something that I could go to Little Caesars for. Pizza Hut does have Cinnabon back, and I I, I mess with that. <laughs> oh, um, Crazy Bread! How much, how much Crazy Bread could you eat? See, the I think I ate like a bad thing of Crazy Bread or something, like too much garlic on or something. The smell just throws me off now. I'm oh, not dang. a fan. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I couldn't eat Taco Bell for a while. I, sorry, I couldn't eat quesadilla from Taco Bell for a while because like one time I ate it and what something in it just smelled gross. So I just I could not eat it for a while. I could eat nachos. I feel like eating. So is he? How many chicken chalupa supremes mm could you eat? I'm curious now. See, but with tacos, I couldn't. If it had lettuce on it, I wouldn't be able to do it. But if it was just meat and cheese, I could do it. But I don't know if I could eat 24. Yeah, I don't know if I could eat 24. I definitely could eat. It's a lot of shred, eat. man. But <laughs> oh. All right, I'm bringing uh, I'm bringing two little Caesar's pizzas to Sunday show. We're gonna see how many you can eat and oh, how man. many slices you can eat in ten minutes. Dang, that sounds delicious right now. <laughs> I mean, it sounds awful, but it sounds delicious. I'm not hungry enough to think about eating twenty of anything. I think uh, my wife's maybe, making steak right now. Make so. steak, dang, taxpayers, man. We have eighteen steaks in the freezer at home right now. Jeez, come on over, man. They're they're unfortunately frozen right now, okay. but. Um, my first stupidity is, uh, 
Piler, I don't know who this is, but he said Mac Jones will be a Heisman finalist. Write that down or take a screenshot or something. I don't care, whatever. Took a screenshot because that. Did is... he mean at the beginning of the season? Because probably because he's Alabama's quarterback. That's unfair. He's at a Heisman finalist. Oh, finalist. At least a yeah. candidate. Okay. Yeah, no, that's not. Uh, Mine's Peter King, excuse me. He uh, was tweeting about the competitive eating, and he said, Never have I, never will, not the point. The fact is, ESPN celebrates the birthday of our country by airing a gluttonous, vomitness, and grotesque event. Eating is not a sport. Competitive eating is a sin. Oh, competitive eating is a sin now. Okay. How much does this guy weigh? What? I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't look like a very, he doesn't look like a small. I don't know what Peter King looks like. Um, But, yeah, that's, first off, who who watches that and is like, out of everything ESPN's probably ever done, and you're like, that's what should bring ESPN down. That's a sin. <laughs> I mean, have you, you've never watched like a PG-13 movie? <laughs> I mean, like, there's sin in everything. I just imagine watching somebody eating hot dogs. I mean, actually, I'll take it back. Watching Joey Chestnut just choke down 34 or 74 hot dogs, there was something very, very disgusting about it. <laughs> but it didn't necessarily look demonous or anything. Yeah. He wasn't like looking you in the eye when he did it. No. <laughs> Dude, I watched a video of. I'm not going to. I can't say that on here, just in mm. case. I don't want to piss anybody off. That's fine. <laughs> Um, my next one is yeah that dude's a moron. Yeah, Peter King's an idiot. Who is Peter King? I think he writes for SI. Maybe aren't they owned by ESPN now? Yeah, I think so. maybe he shouldn't be tweeting that. <laughs> maybe he used to write for SI. Maybe he's maybe that's why he's mad. He got laid off. Maybe I understand it, Peter King. I, he's NBC Sports, of course. Ugh. Yeah, what what sports are you showing right now? I mean, if he can find something better, I, I'd love to see it. <laughs> um. Mine is Content NBA, and they ask a question, which type of rim do you prefer playing on? And double. it's a regular rim or a double rim? <laughs> Who the hell is going to pick a double rim? And I feel like, why did you not put the chain net on the double rim? Come on. That's so dumb. Who the heck wants to play on a double rim? Yeah, no, I don't know. Hit that da-dong every time you shoot? No. Did you notice the there was a QB cycle? I saw this. So, uh, so Tom Brady went to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Jameis went to the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater went to the Panthers. Nice. Yeah. And Cam went to the Patriots. Five way trade, or however many people there yeah. are in it. <laughs> Four. Four way trade. You're good. Yeah, I thought that was insane. I don't know if I have any more. I did see where uh, T. Staber. Got cut. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and like a week after Jawan got signed. Yeah, we know who the we know who the uh, Dom is in that. Yeah, that relationship. Alpha. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, I think that's all I got too. Dude, did you see that Yankees pitcher get hit in practice? Tanaka, yeah. Golly, I mean, that's he insane. ate that ball, and it was like the hardest hitter in base. But you know, him and Mike Trout are probably but. John Carlos Stanton. Freaking. Just, I mean, it hit him in the mouth, too. Like, yeah. It, I don't think he got his head turned around I don't think, or turned at yeah, all. Yeah, it hit him, like, right, right in the top of the head. Yeah. It looked like it squared him up. And, like, Stanton just, like, went to his knees. He's yeah. like, oh, I keep like, he's dead. <laughs> he's, he's like, like I freaking crushed lock, that ball. Lock, lock me up. I'm going to jail. Yeah, it no, was it the was first nasty. time doing, like, live 
pitching. Really? Yeah. It didn't happen. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Cool. He's good. Just a mild concussion. Oh, nice. That's just a mild one. That's shocking. Yeah. I guess it didn't snap his neck enough to throw the brain around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't have a helmet on. He did have a helmet on? He did. He, he did. Yeah. Yeah, that's why everyone's like, why do pitchers not wear helmets? Because they're not playing fast pitch softball. <laughs> I love fast pitch softball. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be hilarious. Watching them with like face mask on. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If I was a pitcher, I'd be wearing one. Because yeah. I know with my luck, I'm going to eat a couple a year. Like, there's no chance. There's oh, no yeah. chance. And I'm not, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that's, uh, that's all we've got. Make sure you like, follow us on Twitter. Do all that good stuff. Facebook, YouTube. Uh, Instagram, this podcast will be anywhere you listen to a podcast. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. I don't know. Where else y'all listen to the podcast on? I don't know. SoundCloud? I don't don't know. It's Uh, there. Yeah. Wherever you listen to them. Go to the the App Store or what's the Android one? Google Play, I think. Yeah, Google Play Google Play Store. Store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go to those. Check out our our Chris Lofton interview. It was really well done. Um... Don't want to toot our own horn, but it was pretty pretty damn good. Chris did okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.